The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast, where we are less than five days from the start of the 2018 NFL regular season, and where we'll be discussing the over-under win predictions for the NFC. Last week, we went over the over-unders for the AFC with Rebound and Akshay, and this week, we have Rebound back with us on the line from Los Angeles, and we also have on the line from Los Angeles, first-time guest and diehard San Francisco 49ers fan, Yasser. What up, Rebound and Yasser? How's it going? What's going on, Z-Man? How you doing? How's everything going, bro? What's up, Z-Ball? Just watching some college football. It's great to have football back. Yeah, some exciting college football games today, uh, but this podcast is about NFL, and we're going to discuss, like I mentioned, the over-under win predictions for the National Football Conference, the NFC, and the NFL. And we're going to get started. Uh, we're going to start off in the NFC East division. First team we're going to take a look at, uh, some refer to as America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Their over-under win total is set at 8.5. So we'll start off with Yasser. What do you think about the Cowboys? Over-under 8.5 wins in the 2018 season. How about I say maybe under eight and a half or about about eight and a half, but nothing over. Okay, so you're you're going with the under most likely. You so yeah. what 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 what's your reasoning for going under? You think bad defense, bad offense. You think too young of a team with Dak Prescott. You think they lost their veteran presence. What's your reasoning? What do you think? I mean, you know, they lost Des Bryant. You know, so they lost a couple of good players. And then, you know, the first two the first two seasons, you know, it was pretty, it looked like they were doing pretty good. And then, you know, as, you know, they're starting losing players, they're starting, I feel like they're, they're not playing so well. Okay. Rebound, what do you what do you think with Dallas? Over, under, eight and a half? Well, obviously the biggest move in the offseason was cutting Dez Bryant, and they did it late. And Dez was just really mad, and he still is unsigned. And they also cut kicker Dan Bailey today. But I think cutting Dez was the right move. And I'm going over here. I just like the team. I'm, I, I really like Dak. He's a good quarterback. Zeke's a great running back. They signed Alan Hearns, which I think he can replace Dez. I don't think Dez was really helping them. I think he, he was kind of hurting them because Dak kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson. And he, he throws to, like, the no-name wide receivers and more of the slot receivers, which go short. And I think the only thing hurting them right now is uh, some of their O-lines are injured at, at the current moment. And I think it's going to be over. And they're also trying to get Seahawks safety Earl Thomas, which I think they will get him, but I don't know when because the Seahawks' asking prices is very high right now. Okay, look at Dallas. Kind of in the span of... Uh... 16 months or so, they lost probably their three most veteran guys in Tony Romo, Des Bryant, 
Jason Witten. How do you think a young team like this reacts to that? And are on the, also kind of going to their coach, Jason Garrett, is he kind of on the hot seat this season? It doesn't seem like it's really going to end well for him, uh, the, his era as a coach for the Cowboys. What do you think, Rebound? The thing is with Jason Garrett, I don't know if he's on the hot seat because with, with Jerry, like he's the one running the team. So if you have a good relationship with him and you have an okay season, you'll still be good. Like he's been, Jason Garrett was supposed to be on the hot seat a couple of seasons ago, and he's still there. I think. I think I think it was right before Dak started. I think he was supposed to be on the hot seat, and I guess he wasn't. So, but I I, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat too too much. But I think they do need to. I think they do need to go to the playoffs this season, though. Okay, for sure. And then defensively for Dallas, uh, I think hopefully they'll get back Sean Lee and Demarcus Lawrence. And other than that, I mean, there's not much excitement there defensively. So is this a team that's susceptible to giving up lots of points to opposing offenses? Yeah, they, they definitely are. And they're known for giving up a lot of points to offenses, especially great offenses. And that's why they're, they're trying to get Earl Thomas, but I believe... The asking price is just too high right now. I believe it's a first-round pick, and I don't know what Dallas is willing to give up. And we all saw last year after the Seahawks played the Cowboys, Earl Thomas ran up to Jason Garrett and said, come get me. Okay, and offensively, obviously, he doesn't really have much receivers, obviously, with Des gone. I mean, his number one target, like you said now, is Alan Hearns. I think most uh, casual football fans don't even never even heard of this guy. So... Offensively, are they going to rely on Zeke? Is it going to be like something like 350 carry plus carries for him this season? What do you think? Yes, I think so. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do it, though, without uh, some of the O-line injured right now. So we'll see how Zeke really is this season in the first couple of games. But I definitely think they're going to run it a lot. And they're going to be pounding it to Zeke. Uh, like uh, when Russell Wilson was running into Marshawn in his, in his early years. But, but they'll, they'll, like, throw short passes. And, I like, going back to, like, what I said, Dak uh, is more of the quarterback where he's going to throw it to the slot receiver rather than the deep receiver. Like, Dez wasn't getting all the, the, the ball he wanted all the time, and he was complaining that, oh, Dak's not throwing it to me. you got to throw it to me. And I think... Cutting Dez was tough, but Jerry didn't want to do it, but his son told him he had to. And uh, I think Hearns will be a really good fit in there. I like Cole Beasley as their receiver. And I, I like the Cowboys. I think they're going to have a bounce-back season and win nine or nine or ten games. I think uh, okay, fair enough. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I, I just don't see it with the Cowboys this season. And what seems to be like another tough uh, NFC East season with the, all the other teams in there. I just don't see over under over eight and a half wins for this team. Just too much veteran presence gone. Uh, they're too re- reliant on their run game and their defense is nothing spectacular. So and then you tell you put around all the stuff with Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett, add that to the mix. Just too much going on for me. I think they were about a six and ten team. I see them as this season. So with that, I guess we'll f- finish off with Dallas and we'll move on to the next team, the New York Football Giants. 
Over under seven wins. What do you think, Yasser? I would probably say over seven wins, just because I feel like, you know, Odell just got that big contract, so he might do some magic. He might, you know, get some big catches and uh, help the team win. Okay, and then what do you think? How do you think their uh, first round pick, Saquon Barkley, fits into the equation with Eli aging and his arm not being as effective as it was? When he won those Super Bowls in 07 and 12. When it comes to run game, I think uh, Saquon Barkley is going to do pretty good. I mean, you know, we saw his college videos and how he performed. So I think he's, uh, I think he'll do pretty good. You know, uh, first few games it might just take some time, but I think, uh, you know, eventually he'll overcome or achieve his goal, and we'll, we'll probably see some, you know, nice runs with him. Um, you know, not necessarily he has to be a good receiver, but rushing wise. Now that's the reason they picked him up. Okay, fair enough. And then Eli, like I've mentioned, obviously has never really been spectacular in the regular season. And for the past like three or four seasons, he's been absolutely awful. I mean, throwing lots of picks, lots of ill-advised throws. How many more seasons do we see with Eli at the helm? Are they in a win-now mode with him? And I mean, he's getting up there in age. I think he's 38. So how long more can he do it for at a reasonable clip? What do you think? I mean, the Giants, I don't know, maybe I would give maybe one or two more seasons for Eli Manning. Um, but other than that, I, I doubt it. You know, he's going to be in there for too long. Um, just looking at his stats, you know, uh, his the backup quarterback, Danny Edling, that they got, you know, uh, no, not, what was that, for the Giants? Giants, they had, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Loletta. Okay, yeah, they right? drafted him, yeah, from Richmond. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So just looking at his stats, I feel like, you know, one of these guys, Kyle or Alex Tanny, one of them probably do pretty well. You know, when, you know, obviously the coach has to decide that. So I feel like, you know, uh, you know, Manning, he won't last too long. You know, he'll be done. Last year he didn't do so well either. He got benched and then finally they let him play again. I don't know. I, I feel like he's not do so well this season either. Okay, you're going over with seven wins for the Giants. Uh, how many think wins do you think they get, and do, where do you think they finish within the NFC East in that division? Uh, I mean, I would say maybe. So what do we say about it was like eight and uh, nine, nine and over, or eight and over? No, they're over under at well, seven, I, seven. You, you, if you're taking the over, then you're saying eight games. Seven and over, yeah, if I say. I'll probably say about uh, eight or nine wins. Okay, do you think they're a playoff team? Uh, no, they're not. Okay, so they miss out on the Maybe playoffs. Here. But they go over the seven Maybe. wins. Okay, rebound on the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. They have, a, they have a pretty, you know, tough division, so, you know, we got to look at that too, you know. They have the... I'm looking at the, uh, you know, stats here, and I'm looking at the standings. Each team, they got the Eagles still in there with Nick Foles, you know, and they had the Redskins, so with Alex Smith. So it might be a, it might be a tough division, a tough, uh, tough division for them. Okay, fair enough. So Yasser, we have going over at eight or nine wins. Rebound on the side for the Giants with defense. I, I think they signed Alec Ogletree from the Rams. Eli Apple, uh, I think, needs to step up. They have good corners in Janoris Jenkins and Landon Collins is a good safety. Uh, they're their D-line has always proven to be really good, with led by Olivier Vernon. Uh, can they continue that 
kind of dominance they had on defense. And what do you what do you see for them this season? Do, are you going over or under the seven wins? Yeah, I definitely think they can continue the dominance on defense because that's what they're known for. And going back to what you said, I do think they're all in because, as we mentioned, they drafted Saquon Barkley. They could have took Darnold or Rosen as a future quarterback because, in my opinion, I think Eli has two years left max in him. And he's, he's not who he was at one point anymore. But I think one of the most underrated moves they made in the offseason was signing offensive lineman Nate Soldier from the Patriots, and he's going to help protect Eli and Saquon. So I think that was a really good move. And I'm going over. I'm going 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you guys here. I think there's just too much talent for them not to win seven games, in my opinion, especially offensively. I mean, Although Eli is very subpar, like I've mentioned, Saquon Barkley has all the tools to be the next great running back in the NFL. They have uh, two excellent receivers led by Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard. Then they have uh, a high-end tight end who is more like a, a receiver, 6'3", 240, and Evan Ingram. And then Nate Solder, big addition, like you mentioned, rebound from the Patriots. He's protected Tom Brady for the last 10 seasons or so. And he's he's going to, I think, be a good addition to them, open up some running lanes for Saquon Barkley, and then give some extra time to Eli Manning to find Odell and Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram on the outside. So I think lots of talent offensively, pretty good, uh, good enough defense to where they can be in the top 10 or 12. And then I'm going to go 8-8 eight and eight and agree with both of you guys there. So we I think we all agree on that one, 8-8. Eight and eight. And we'll go on to the third team in the NFC East, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Over under 10 wins. What do you think, Yasser? Uh, Eagles, I'll probably say under 10 wins. Uh, maybe looking at 9 and 7, hopefully. Um, you know, Nick Foles, he did. He got, you know, last year he played, Nick Foles played uh, and replaced for uh, another quarterback. And, uh, you know, I guess it, it just, you know, I feel like he signed a place so well this year. Um, you know, I guess he got lucky. So, uh, Eagles, they'll be uh, under, under maybe under nine games or so. Okay, obviously Nick Foles stepping in for Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz tore his ACL against the Rams, I think, in week 13 or something last season. Uh what happens to start off the season, and when do you think Carson Wentz returns, and does he immediately get inserted back to the starting position, or do they continue with Nick Foles? I feel like he's going to take some time, time according to the, what I've been listening to the news and other people have been saying, that uh, you know Carson Wentz, the doctor's doesn't give approval yet. So it might be, you know, we're, we're probably looking at maybe the last two games or something before, before the season ends. I feel like Nick Foles is going to probably play uh, you know, maybe the first, I don't know, eight games, nine games, and then after that, probably put in Carson Wentz, depending on what the doctor approves. Okay, fair enough. So you're, you're, you're going under on Philadelphia. Rebound, what do you think with Philadelphia defending Super Bowl champions? Can they repeat that magic this season? What Are you, are you going over or under the 10 wins for them? I don't know if they can repeat it, but... They did make a lot of off-season moves that made them a better team. They acquired Michael Bennett from the Seahawks. 
They traded for Torrey Smith from uh, the Panthers. They got Mike Wallace. They made a lot of moves, and I think they're a better team. But uh, I know preseason doesn't matter, but I just didn't see Nick Foles we saw in the Super Bowl uh, playing in the preseason. And they, they did confirm today that Nick Foles will be starting week one against the Falcons. Okay. So defensively, like you mentioned, they picked up Michael Bennett. Obviously, they still have Chris Long there, Fletcher Cox. I think they signed Haloti Nada as well. I mean, I think it just looks like to be another stellar front four for them. And then they have Malcolm Jenkins, safety. He's re- He's been really good for them for a while. So what do you think? Over or under 10 wins for them? You think they're, they repeat? Exactly 10. I think they win the division. And I, I think they go 10-6. and six. I think they struggle a little bit at the beginning of the season without Wentz. And I'm going 10 wins and they win the division. Okay. But I feel like the, in the defense with Michael Bennett, he's kind of, he's kind of old. So I don't know how well he's going to be playing. Okay, yeah, I mean, but I don't I don't think they're totally relying on Michael Bennett. I think they have stellar defensive players around him. So I think... I think they're, they're definitely the class of the NFC East again this season. I think they're going to win the division for sure, in my opinion. They just have too much talent. Carson Wentz is primed to be one of the next elite quarterbacks in the league, like he showed last season. Hopefully he can get back healthy for them, kind of somewhere in that week six, week seven range, and then kind of lead them to the division title again and hopefully another deep playoff run for them. I, I, I'm going over here. I think it's just too much talent. Doug Peterson, like he showed, is offensive genius. He kind of sh- outcoached Bill Belichick, had the balls to just keep calling plays, keep his foot on the gas in the Super Bowl last year. And because of that, that's why they won. And I think their offense is just going to continue to flourish in the 2018 season. I think they're going to go 11-5 and and win the NFC East. So uh, with that, that'll take us to the Redskins, the last team in the NFC East. They're over-unders at seven games. What do you think, Yasser, for the Redskins, led by Alex Smith? Uh, I'm saying under. Under uh, seven games. Okay. So you think Alex Smith, uh, a lot of people within the Redskins organization have uh, kind of have a silent belief that Alex Smith is an upgrade for the Redskins over Kirk Cousins. What do you see with him kind of inserting himself into this offense? the same thing about Kirk Cousins, look what happened, you know? So I feel like, uh, I guess we have to just wait and look, see what, uh, uh, how Alex Smith plays, because that's what they said about Kirk Cousins, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think Kirk Cousins is better than Alex Smith, but, uh, you know, everybody has a difference of opinion. But I feel like uh, uh, they're not going to make it, they're not going to go over seven games. Okay. And rebound, obviously they signed uh, Adrian Peterson as well. They have Jordan Reed. He's one of the better tight ends in the league. Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson. Are these enough weapons for Alex Smith to have a potent offense with the Redskins led by Jay Gruden? What do you think? No, I don't think so. And I'm going to agree with Yasser here. I'm going to go under. Uh, last, I think it was a crazy stat last season. Alex Smith did not throw a single touchdown to a wide receiver 
So Alex Smith is just that quarterback where he's going to throw the short passes. And uh, I think AP, I don't know what to expect from him. They signed him because their rookie running back, Darius Geist, or however you pronounce his name, got injured and went out for the season in the preseason. And uh, I don't know what to expect from AP. I'm going six wins. Six wins, okay. I don't know what I'm seeing here, but I I think this is over seven win team in my opinion. I think Alex Smith obviously he's not that great of a quarterback. He's not an elite. He's never really been an elite level quarterback, but he's shown that you that he can manage the game well. He's one of the best game manager quarterbacks in the entire league, and he's shown if you put a good defense, good foundation around him, that he can win games. I think he has the talent there with Doxson. He has Paul Richardson. Jamison Crowder is another good receiver for them. I think they can overcome the injury to Geis with all the other running backs they have around, like P. Ryan, Peterson, Chris Thompson. And then Jordan Reed, I mean, is, I I think, one of the better tight ends in the league. And like you just mentioned, Alex Smith loves t- throwing to tight ends. And I think he has a good target here in Jordan Reed. And I think... Jordan Reed's in, in for a big season with Alex Smith as his quarterback. I'm going 9-7 and seven for this team. I think they're going to win nine games. And I'm going to disagree with both of you guys and take the over. So, But we'll agree to disagree on that one. And that'll wrap it up for us with the NFC East. And that'll take us into the NFC North. And the first team who made a big splash day was in the headlines trading for Khalil Mack from the Raiders, the Chicago Bears, over under six and a half wins. What do you think, Rebound, about the Chicago Bears? This one I really don't know after they made the move today because they went from 101 to win the Super Bowl to 40 to 1. I'm really not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky. I believe they they signed Allen Robinson in the offseason. I think... Getting Khalil Mack was a big move. They also did give him the, that stat extension, six years, 141 with 90 guaranteed. And I don't know. This is a really tough division to be in. You have Aaron Rodgers. You got Kirk Cousins and that nice Minnesota D. And you got Matthew Stafford. I just, I just don't like overall what they did. I mean... They did sign a lot on offense. They signed Eagles tight end Trey Burton. They also got Taylor Gabriel and Kevin White coming back from injury. I don't know. It's a really tough one, but I'm going to go under. What do you think about the hiring of Matt Nagy from the Chiefs? Uh, he seems to be offensive-oriented type guy. Does that kind of help uh, Mitchell Trubisky in his second year? Kind of similar to how Sean McVay helped Jared Goff in his second season. Yeah, I think so. I think it will definitely help him out. I really don't know much about the coach, but having more of an offensive coach is definitely going to help the quarterback. And then with their duo with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen in in the backfield, is that one of the better running back duos in the entire league? What do you think? It's one of the top... It's probably top ten, I'd say. There's quite a few better than them. Because Jordan Howard is injury-prone, and then Tariq Cohen, like, I haven't seen too much of him where I'm like, oh, he's great. Okay, and then 
Obviously, with the addition of Khalil Mack, they also drafted what Roquan Smith, linebacker from Georgia. And then it seems like they have a very solid stat, uh, defensive line now. And what do you think? What do you see for them defensively? Do you see them kind of getting back to that identity, the physical identity that has kind of been successful for them when they ha- have had success and made deep playoff runs? I see it in the, in the right direction, but not right away because it's going to take some time. I mean, getting Khalil Mack was a big move and a great move. I think they gave too much up for him, in my opinion. I just didn't see any team would give two picks. I, I thought the Raiders would eventually just get one pick. But uh, they're in the right direction, but they're not going to have that happen right away. But uh, drop it. Okay, fair enough. Yasser, what's your thoughts on the Bears? Over, under, six and a half. What do you think? I mean, I believe they might go over six and a half, but, you know, just about, you know, uh, not not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe seven wins and not make it to the playoffs. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Mitch Trubisky either. Um, I don't think he's, uh, he's that great. Maybe his first year, you know, he was great, but now I think he's slowed down a little bit. So, uh, and then they have a, they're in a tough division, you know what I'm saying? They have Aaron Rodgers back, Aaron Rodgers here, and then you have Kirk Cousins. Um, so I think, I, I think, and then they have, they have, um, I mean, you know, their, their season, their games that I'm looking at right now, it's not, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Their schedule's not so bad. They might win some games, they might lose some, but I feel like they're not going to go over seven wins. Okay. Let's take a look at their schedule. They start off with Green Bay on the road Sunday night. Then they have Seattle at home the next on Monday night. Then they travel to Arizona and Tampa Bay. Those are winnable, winnable games. Or they, excuse me, they have Tampa Bay at home. Then they have a bye week. Then they go to Miami. Then New England at home. Then the Jets at home. So yeah, I mean, kind of a favorable schedule, but like you said, tough division. So we'll we'll see where they end up at the end of the season. But it's just. Kind of a building block season for them. We'll see. Maybe they can do what the Rams did and kind of just turn it around like crazy. But I don't really see that. I'm I'm going to agree with you that they might go slightly over. Maybe like seven wins. Eight wins if, they, if everything falls right. But I just think they're going to go over the six and a half because they have too much talent offensively. Like I mentioned, I really like their running back duo with Cohen and Jordan Howard. And then I like their additions with of Gabriel and Allen Robinson. I think those are two really good additions for their receiving core. And then Trey Burton is, has, has showed some signs as well last season with the Philadelphia. I think that's a good signing as well. So just a lot of good weapons for Mitchell Trubisky offensively and offensive-minded coach in Matt Nagy, their new coach. So I think that'll produce some points for them and that'll eventually win more games for them than they did last season. So I'll take the, take the over the rebound. I don't think you made an official pick. Are you going over or the under on Chicago? I'm going under on this one, as I mentioned. Okay. So you're going on, you think five wins? Okay. Six wins. Alrighty. So me, Yasser are going over rebound is going over under on Chicago. Excuse me. And that'll take us to the second team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. 
Their over-under is at seven and a half wins. So what do, what do we see for the Detroit Lions in 28 season, Yasser? Seven, over-under seven and a half. Uh, how about I say under? Uh, seven and a half or under? No more than that. No more than that, because Matthew Stafford, I mean, he didn't play so well last year. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play this year that well either. Um, you know, receiving-wise, uh, I'm not really sure how well his receivers are. But uh, I feel like they're going to be seven and a half or under in the games, winning games. And then we still have to look at it, you know what I'm saying? They still have Packers and they have the Chicago Bears with Cleo Mack in there. And they have the Minnesota Vikings with their defense as well. So it's also going to be a challenging division for the Detroit. Okay, are you going under? I'm going to go under, yeah. Okay. Okay, rebound. What do you think about the Lions? Uh, they obviously signed Legarrette Blunt, uh, but other than that, it's mostly kind of the same team from last season. So, what you see over or under seven and a half wins? What do you think? Yeah, they signed Legarrette Blunt, which was a good signing in my opinion. They also drafted rookie running back Marion Johnson, which I think was a good pick. And uh, this is tough, also, but I'm gonna go slightly over and go eight. I'm just a huge fan of Matthew Stafford, and he has Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. They also signed ex-Seahawks tight end Luke Wilson, which was a good signing. And I think that they get they edge it and get eight wins. Okay, yeah. I'm going to agree with Yasser here. I think, I think they do have some good defense, good defensive line, led by Ziggy Ansah. But... I just think they're really in a really tough division, and I I don't know how long they can rely on Stafford's arm to kind of save them. So I don't really see them as a seven and a half win team, in my opinion. I think they're more like a five or six win team, in my opinion. And I think going up against that those tough division opponents in Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota is going to prove to be really tough for them, in my opinion. So because of that, I'm going to go under for Detroit. And with that, we'll move on, rebound, to your Green Bay Packers. Over, under 10 wins. What do you think? This is tough. I mean, everyone's been tough, but letting Jordy Nelson go was very heartbreaking to me as him and Aaron Rodgers had that chemistry. Even Aaron was really mad when he was told about it, just disappointed. But they, they did. this is the offseason that they finally made the moves and spent some money. They signed Jimmy Graham. They signed Mohammed Wilkerson. And they fought, they drafted their, their their position they needed the most help at, which is cornerback. They drafted Jerry Alexander and Josh Jackson. And uh, I'm going push. I think it's going to be 10 and 6 season. And, th- yeah, th- that's what I think. They still need help on the defensive side of the ball, not officially there. They finally changed the GM and the defensive coordinator, and the quarterback coach, which Aaron Rodgers was not too happy about. But, yeah, I'm going 10 wins exactly, 10 and 6. Okay, and then kind of going back to Aaron Rodgers, uh, there's kind of been some swirls out there that he's not really getting along with Mike McCarthy. So uh, are Mike McCarthy's days numbered in Green Bay? Honestly, I'm a huge McCarthy fan, but he hasn't been doing anything lately. He's definitely he's definitely one of the coaches on the hot seat right now. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know why him and Rogers wouldn't get along. 
that just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, oh, Belichick and Brady don't get along. Like, I, I just, it's what the media says, but I don't believe it. But Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat. Okay, and then another serious question, I think, can we trust kind of Aaron Rodgers' health at this point with the shaky offensive line that he has, and can he make it through a full season without getting injured? I honestly don't know. It's just to be determined. I mean, last year he just went down on one play. He was running and he got hurt. He's got to learn how to slide instead of just keep running for those extra yards when you see a defensive player coming at you. A lot of quarterbacks are doing that, and they're going out. I think Deshaun Watson had a similar injury last season. Okay. Yasser, uh, rebound is taking Green Bay with a push at 10 wins. What do you think for Green Bay? Over, under 10 wins? Uh, I'd probably say under 10 wins. Probably about 9 wins or so. I'll say 9 wins. Um, just because uh, I feel like, you know, they got that tight end, Jimmy Graham. I don't think he's that great anymore. Like, I think he's old and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, uh, Let's see what happens, you know. Uh, I feel like Green Bay Dynamite do so. I feel like uh, overall, I think Vikings are going to take over the division. Well, I mean, they won the division last year, so I don't know if they're really going to take it over. But Okay, so you're going under with nine wins with Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to go over here. I, I like I like Green Bay with the over. I think they have more offensive weapons now, even with the departure of Jordan Nelson. I think Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb are still good targets for Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to make Jimmy Graham a, a, kind of the Jimmy Graham that he was in New Orleans compared to the one in Seattle, in my opinion. And hopefully the offensive line can improve for Rodgers and buy him some more time to, to make throws. But they still haven't solved their, their issue at running back. I mean, it's still kind of running back by committee with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery getting some carries. If you listen to the radio... Colin Coward's pretty big, and he, he mentioned a good point, that running back is not a good a position you need a big name at. The Packers were, I believe, second or third in, in yards with running back because they have Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. So I don't think you need a good running back to have a good team. They won the Super Bowl with, like, a no-name running back. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that as an issue. Okay. I mean, but I mean, it's kind of weird that they haven't had a 800-yard rusher for a while. So I mean, I think that's at some point that kind of needs to become an issue, and I think that kind of does bring you down and kind of like I think that puts too much of a burden on Rodgers, as good as he is, as doing it every year. Look, they have new running backs every year, like no name. Yeah, and I think that because of that, that puts too much of a burden on Rodgers, and because of that, Green Bay's success, they don't reach their the potential they should reach sometimes but Aaron Rodgers is great I mean like they're only going to go as far as Aaron Rodgers takes them and I think he's going to take them this season to over 10 wins I think 11 or 12 wins and they'll definitely challenge Minnesota for the division title in my opinion so with that that'll take us to the last team in the division the Minnesota Vikings they won the division last season and they ended up losing big in the conference championship to the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll start off with Yasser. Over, under 10 wins for the Vikings. What do you think? Uh, I'll go over. 
Okay. Obviously, they have they have their good defense back. They signed Kirk Cousins. Do you think Kirk Cousins is an upgrade for them over Case Keenum? Because Case Keenum played really well, and he kind of turned around their season last season when when he came in for the injured uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, excuse me. We'll have to see about that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Case Keenum played last year, but he, I don't remember him playing the whole season. You know what I'm saying? So I believe, uh, I believe, uh, you know, uh, I think I think he'll do pretty well. Kirk Cousins will do pretty well. I think they'll probably hit around 11 wins or so. Okay, and do you, th- you think they win the division for sure? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, let's take a look at Minnesota's schedule. First week home for San Francisco, then at Green Bay, then home for Buffalo. Then they go on the road to L.A. to play the Rams, and then at Philly. That's pretty tough uh, back-to-back right there. Then uh, home for Arizona, at New York Jets, home for Saints, home for Lions. So yeah, I mean they're definitely gonna get near ten wins, eleven wins again. So you're you're going eleven wins, and you have them to win the division. Yep. Okay, and then with their defense, where where do they get to the point like where they're they're gonna kind of take that next step and maybe make a Super Bowl run? Because we've always seen that they've had talent, they've had good defense. They definitely have a lot of weapons uh, defensively. Obviously, with Xavier Rhodes, uh, Marcus Sherrill's. Everson Griffin, Sheldon Richardson, lots of big big name guys on their defense. Anderson Dayhill. So how are they going to get to that point where they just go from small playoff runs to where they actually compete for a Super Bowl? I mean, you know, they have to do what they've been continuing to do, you know, for the past few seasons. You know, to do what they do best. And uh, you know, uh, be a good defense, and, and and how they attack and everything like that. You know, and last year the way they made it to the playoffs was you know was amazing. So that's you know that's what we want to see. Okay, for sure. Rebound. What do you think for the Minnesota offensively? Obviously, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he didn't play much last season. He's going to come back this season. They have Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Kyle Rudolph is one of the better tight ends in the league. So can they make that leap offensively to kind of help out, help out their defense? What do you think? I think they definitely can make that leap offensively now with Kirk Cousins. As you mentioned, Chase Keenum didn't play the whole season last year. And I, I just didn't. I mean, Keenum was good, but they didn't want to re-sign him because they didn't know what they were getting out of him. And he was, he was a little old. Kirk Cousins is definitely a huge upgrade in my opinion. Cousins is a more experienced and just has it in him. He's, he's proven it year after year after he's got franchise tagged by the, when he was on the Redskins. And he, he, ha, he hasn't had as good receivers as Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph. And Dalvin Cook is going to be really good. Okay, so are you going over? Yeah, I'm going over, and I have them winning the division with 11 and 5. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to win 12 games. I'm going over it as well. I think they win the division again. 
and just too much talent defensively. One of the probably the best defense in the league, along with Jacksonville. And then a lot of weapons offensively who are kind of growing into their roles, kind of becoming veteran type players and becoming more elite level receivers and running backs in the league. So because of that, over 10 wins, and we'll all agree on that one. And that'll wrap it up for the NFC North division. And we'll now look at the NFC South division. We'll start off with the Atlanta Falcons over under nine wins. What do you think, Yasser? Uh, I would say over nine wins. That you meant by still has some genius to win the offense. Um, you know, they have pretty good uh, offensive line. They have a really good quarterback. Uh, even though, you know, offensive coordinator is not there anymore. But I feel like they, they will still uh, win over uh, nine games. Okay. Rebound, what do you think about their uh, draft pick with Calvin Ridley, another Alabama receiver? you think that he's going to be a big, good complement to Julio Jones? Yeah, I think that was a great draft pick. I think that was a steal. I didn't think he was going to fall that far. And I think he's definitely going to be a complement to Julio Jones. Because every time Julio Jones is playing, he just gets double teamed. And Matt Ryan needs someone else to throw to. He's had Mohamed to know who's okay, but not great. And I just think that's a huge upgrade. Okay, and defensively for them, obviously they're led by Vic Beasley, their linebacker, and then they have good corners. So, But where do they, where do they kind of go to kind of put pressure and stuff on the quarterback? Because their defensive line is a little shaky in my opinion. So do you see them as being kind of one of the elite def- defenses this season or not? No, I do not see them as the elite defensive team. That's where they struggle when it comes to when it comes to weaknesses. And uh, on the over under, I'm going push. I'm going nine wins exactly. Okay, I'm gonna agree. We'll have to agree with Yasser here. Just too much talent offensively. I mean. I think in their the season that they went to the Super Bowl, they set like all types of offensive records. Matt Ryan won the MVP. I think they're gonna have another season kind of like similar to that 2016 season where they're just gonna put up a lot of points. I mean, Julio Jones, Cal- Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, Austin Hooper, then Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman are both running backs that can run the ball and they can also get out in the uh, and catch like screen passes and stuff and take those for like 10 yard gains. Uh, they have a good offensive line. There's too much talent offensively and a, a good coach in my opinion, Dan Quinn. So all that has to equal in my opinion, over nine wins. And I, I think they're going to be 10 and six and kind of be in that hunt for the division and also for that one of those two wildcard spots. So with that, we'll move on to the Carolina Panthers, the second team in the NFC South. Their over-under is also at 9. So what do you think with the Panthers' rebound? I'm going under on this one. I, I'm just not a fan of Cam Newton. They finally waived uh, running back Jonathan Stewart. They signed C.J. Anderson. They also drafted wide receiver D.J. Moore. I just don't see it in them. McCaffrey's going to have a good season, I think. The defense is pretty good, but I'm going under. All righty. Yasser, what's your pick for the Panthers? Over, under, nine wins. Uh, I'll probably say under nine wins. Also, I mean, you know, Cam Newton, he's really good. He's 
great thrower and stuff. But I think um, he's not do so well this year. Okay. So obviously they signed Torrey Smith. Uh, they let go of Calvin Benjamin. He's kind of had some uh, issues and kind of been vocal about his uh, re- relationship with uh, what was that? Torrey Smith was traded. He was traded to the Panthers. He was traded to the Eagles. When was that recent? I, I mentioned that during my thought, during while we were going over the Eagles. He, he's listed on the Panthers roster here. I think he was on the Eagles last season, wasn't he? He was on the Eagles last season, and then he got traded over to the to the Panthers. Um, but I don't think Torrey Smith's going to do any, any good, man. I think he's getting old, so I don't know how well he's going to play. Okay, and then another addition uh, they have, they signed Matt Khalil's brother, Ryan Khalil, so to their offensive line. Do you think he makes any sort of difference rebound for them? That? They signed Ryan Khalil, Matt Khalil's brother, from uh, USC uh, to their offensive line. He's going to be their center now. Do you think he makes an impact and kind of helps out Cam Newton? He really okay, so you're going under nine wins, both of you guys. I'm going to have to disagree. I, I see them as a nine-win team. I'm going to go push here. I think they their defense is always good, but... Thomas Davis, I think, is going to miss the first few games. That might hinder them a little bit. But uh, with if Davis and Keegley are in there at full strength, they have that's one of the better linebacking duos in the entire NFL. Even though they are getting up there in age, they both hit really hard. They have Kawan Short. I think they signed Dontari Poe from the Chiefs. He's really good for them. And then Cam Newton, I think, even without Kelvin Benjamin, I think. He's going to kind of be Jekyll and Hyde. He'll have his roller coaster up and down type weeks, but I think he'll be good for them overall and good enough to get them to 10 wins in my opinion. Or 9 wins, sorry. So with that, we'll move on to the New Orleans Saints, the third team in the division. They're over-unders at 9.5, and, and they're the defending NFC South champions. What do we see here in the 2018 season for the Saints, Yasser? I think Drew Brees will do great. Um, he still has the arms to throw. Uh, I, I believe uh, he'll do well. Uh, he'll go over. Um, but I'm thinking like maybe 10 wins. Okay. Not more than that. So with that, uh, you have Atlanta at over and New Orleans, New Orleans at over. Who do you think is going to win the division between those two? Absolutely. I feel like uh, the Falcons will make it to the playoffs. Okay, so you think the Falcons are going to win the division over the Saints? Do you think the Saints get one of the wild card spots? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll say make it to the wild card, and then uh, to win the division, I, I would say uh, it would be the Falcons. That man, their receivers, their, their defense is really, really good. Okay, rebound. Uh, obviously, Alvin Kamara emerged for the Saints last season. Over six yards of carry in his rookie season. Uh, do we see any sort of uh, regression from him this season, or can he go f- again for another full season, six yards of carry? What do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to regress. He had a great rookie season, but I don't see it happening again. Mark Ingram is suspended the first four games for PEDs, and I think once he comes back, they're going to be sharing carries. I just don't see it in him. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Okay, and then last season the Saints lost a heartbreaker to the Vikings literally on the last play of the game, the the miracle in Minnesota. So, I mean, they were very close to getting to the NFC Championship and possibly the Super Bowl. What do you see for them this season as far as their season outcome? Do you think they go over the 9.5 or under? Yeah, I have them over 9.5, winning 10, 10 or 11 games and winning that division. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you guys here. I think they're they're still the best team in the division. I think they're they're going to win 11 games, 11 and 5 in my opinion for the Saints. Drew Brees is almost 40, I think, but I think he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league and he plays well indoors. And New Orleans for the most part plays indoors. They play in warm weather for the most part unless they get to the playoffs and they they play a cold weather type team. But Drew Brees has shown that he plays well in warm weather indoors, and they have lots of weapons. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas is a really good uh, weapon, a favorite of Drew Brees. Benjamin Watson is a good tight end target for him. They have a very good offensive line. And then defensively, which was kind of their Achilles heel in kind of prior seasons, but they fixed that last season, and they're kind of building on that more and more. And they've become one of the better defensive units in the entire league. And all that, in my opinion, just equals another NFC South title and 11-5 and five, uh, record this season, in my opinion. So we all agree there on that one. And that'll take us to the last team in the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have all sorts of, is- all sorts of issues. They're over-unders at 6.5. Are you going over or under for Tampa Bay rebound? under her for several different reasons. They just don't have it in them. The defense is a mess. Jameis Winston is suspended four games. The running back is a rookie. They let go of Doug Martin. They drafted Ronald Jones out of USC. And I just don't see it happening for this team. I'm going five wins. Okay. Mike Evans was kind of in his second and third season kind of looking like he was going to emerge and become an elite-level wide receiver. What kind of stunted his growth in the last couple seasons, and how, why hasn't he really made that next step to kind of the Odell Beckham-type uh, payday? What do you think? I'm not sure. I think it's just the quarterback throwing to him. I just think Winston isn't as good as everyone thought he'd be. I, I drafted him in my fantasy league last year, and it didn't turn out too well. And he just, I think they need a, a better quarterback. They're saying Winston isn't guaranteed the starting spot when he comes back. Who knows, Fitzpatrick might be good to throw to Evans, but I just don't see them winning games with the roster they have right now. So Winston is suspended four games? Yeah, really so. Okay. Huh? Yeah, I think I think you're right on that, but yeah, I mean... Just not a lot of, I mean, stuff going for them. Obviously, a lot of problems. So I, I think it's just going to be a long season for them. Are you agreeing with rebound, Yasser, here? Oh, under six and a half, or do you think they go over? No, under. It'll be under that penalty. Uh, you know, James Winston's not that great anymore. I mean, he wasn't that great last year. He might have a great arm. But his offensive line is not that great. Okay, yeah, I mean... I just don't see it here. With I mean, Mike Evans is their best receiver, and he's just really regressed the last couple seasons. 
OJ Howard has not really done much his first two first season or so in the league. And I don't know if he can have kind of a bounce back season from his rookie season and kind of improve in his sophomore year. And then defensively, it's just kind of a lot of hodgepodge of guys. Uh, they have JPP now. I, I think that's probably their best li- defensive lineman. Uh, other than that, not really much going there. I mean, not really much elite level corners or safeties. So, I mean, it's just going to be a long season for them. And, and, what are the odds rebound on Dirk Cutter being the first coach fired in the 2018 season? They've got to be pretty high, right? Yeah, they're definitely high. I think Hugh Jackson's number one right now in the odds. Okay. That'll be remain to see. But I don't think there's really much more that needs to be said about the Buccaneers. Just a mess all around. And we all agree on this one under six and a half. So with that, that'll wrap it up for the NFC South. And we'll move on to the last division in the NFC, the NFC West, and we're going to start off in the desert in Arizona with the Cardinals, who have their own issues, and their over-unders at five and a half. What do you see for the Cardinals, Yasser, in the 2018 season? I mean, I, I will say it would be under, maybe five and 11. Um, you know, they have the new quarterback in there. Uh, you know, we don't know how, how he's going to start or... Uh, the other quarterback that they got, um, Sam, I think it was Sam, Sam Bradford, I believe. Yeah, Sam Bradford, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, let's see what happens, how long Sam Bradford is going to last, and they're going to put Josh Allen in, so, so let's see how long uh, it works. But, oh, what is the name? Josh Rosen. Josh, yeah. So, you know, it's, let's see how long it takes Sam Bradford, but I believe did not play so well, uh, you know, Previous quarterback from last year, Archer Palmer, Palmer, he left, you know, and then uh, a couple other people, they resigned, the head coach resigned. So, you know, it's it's going to take some time to rebuild. I think they're in the, they're, they're in the rebuilding phase again. And uh, they'll probably go maybe 5-11 and 11 for the season. Okay, fair enough. And then rebound, obviously with their draft pick of Josh Rosen, uh, he kind of looks similar to me. Kind of to set what Sam Bradford was in college, uh, kind of a kind of a big arm, but a lot of injury issues. Kind of uh, a body that's not really like sturdy enough to kind of play quarterback. Do we see some sort of issues for Josh Rosen in the league as far as injuries, or can he kind of uh, rise above that and not follow us the Sam Bradford type blueprint and become an elite quarterback? What do you think? I don't know. What, I don't really follow UCLA football. Was he injured too much or not? Uh, but I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I don't think great. I think he'll be good. They did trade up to get him uh, on the 10th spot where they drafted him. And I think it was a good move to trade up and finally draft a future quarterback. And they signed Sam Bradford after Carson Palmer retiring. So I think it's a good move, but... I just don't know where, where, how many wins they're gonna have. They, they're getting running back David Johnson back from he went down with season-ending surgery on the first game last year. I just don't, I, I just don't see it here. But I, I am gonna go slightly over on six wins. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of mess. I mean, defensively, I think they're gonna be really bad this season. I mean, not a lot of uh, 
high-level elite players there. I mean, Chandler Jones is probably their best defender, and then Patrick Peterson. They lost Tyron Matthew to the Texans. Uh, obviously, Carson Palmer is now gone. Their best receiver is Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's still in the league uh, going into his 15th season. And David Johnson, obviously, I think is going to have to carry a big load and kind of uh, take a little bit of pressure off Josh Rosen, the rookie quarterback. I think they'd be stupid not to start Rosen. I mean, they're investing a lot in him. Sam Bradford has proven not really much in his seven, eight seasons in the league. So, I mean, just go all in, play Josh Rosen, see what you got there. I think if he can stay healthy, Rosen, I think he can be really good. But the health issues are a big concern to me. I think he has a kind of a a body that's not really sturdy. I think he needs to beef up and he's, he needs to get stronger. He needs to learn how to kind of take hits better and kind of be able to sit in the pocket and kind of beef up and be able to take those hits. So if he's able to do that and stay healthy, I think he can have a long career and kind of have a successful career in my opinion. But as far as the 2018 season goes, I think this is kind of a a four-win team in my opinion. I think they just have a brutal schedule. That I mean, obviously, they play within their division, the Rams, Niners, and Seahawks. And then outside of their division, they go... They have Minnesota on the road. They have Kansas City on the road. The Chargers on the road. The Packers on the road. The Falcons on the road. So just a lot of tough games for them. And I just don't see how they get over five and a half, in my opinion, this season. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to agree with Yasser and go under. I think this is a 4-12 and 12 team, in my opinion. So with that, we'll move on to the second team in the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams. The defending NFC West champions over under at ten wins. What do you think, Yasser? Uh, I was at over ten wins. Um, you know they picked up a couple of good players, um, and then their offense and defensive lines both they're really really good. You know they signed uh, uh, what's the name the, the defense. Uh, what's the name? Uh, yeah, they oh. they had they had three big defensive signings, obviously, and Dominic Sud defensive tackle. They signed Marcus Peters from the Chiefs, and they also signed a keep to leave, excuse me, from the Broncos. So just a lot of big name defensive guys that they signed, and they also signed Brandon Cooks from the Patriots. So uh, I'll I'll turn it back to you, Oscar. You can continue on the Rams. Yeah, so Rams, man, they're, I think they're going to do well. Uh, the whole preseason, Jared Goff rested. So I think he's going to be up rest. And then during his practice, I think he got a pretty good uh, practice going on. I believe they're going to do really well. Um, and obviously, uh, the other teams in the NFC West division, they're in a competition with them right now. But I feel like uh, you know, the Rams will take it over. Okay, what do you see for them? 12 wins? Uh, yeah, I would say about 12 or 13 wins. Okay, so yeah, that would put them at number one in the NFC, or, and definitely the divisions, the division winners of the NFC West. So rebound, like we were just mentioning, the defensive signings that they had, do they now have uh, kind of too much ego on their defensive side and offensive side, and kind of on their whole team? to the point where it creates uh, animosity and chemistry issues in the locker room? What do you think? Uh, first of all, as I mentioned, I was trying to say that they were all great. They, 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 the only person they signed was to be traded for 
post Peters and Talib all in the same day, I think. But yeah, I definitely think it could happen. Sue uh, and Donald possibly. Sue just has very big emotion and he gets very angry on the field and whatnot. But I don't know. They went all in. They finally paid Aaron Donald. They gave Curly an extension. They gave Brandon Cooks an extension without even playing one game. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but this team went all in. I, I definitely see some issues. But I'm going over and I'm going 11 wins. And they're they're going to be winning the division. Okay. For sure. And then going back to their offensive side, obviously led by Goff, Gurley, they have weapons and Cooks, Robert Woods. So, I mean, and they have one of the better offensive coaches in the entire league. Uh, yeah, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Uh, excuse me. I just, just escaped my mind. Uh, he Does he have the potential to kind of become like a Belichick-level type coach? What do you think? I don't know if you can say Belichick. I don't know who would be a better example, but he definitely looks really good. What I really like about him is when it's defense, he goes and sits on the bench and reviewing over plays, and he just lets the defensive coordinator handle the defensive side of the ball. I really like that, that he's just focused on the offense, playing the defensive coordinator, take care of that. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Enough said there about the Rams and their plethora of weapons I mean they might have a little bit of chemistry issues a lot of ego there like I mentioned but they're definitely the best team in the NFC West for sure and I think they're they're going over for sure I'm gonna agree with both of you guys I think they're gonna win 12 or 13 games gonna be near the top one or two seed in the NFC and they're gonna run away with the NFC West and hopefully they can make a deep playoff run uh, they this season they got a little uh, snake bit last season against Atlanta and the wild card game so hopefully they can make a deeper run in the playoffs and hopefully contend for a Super Bowl because they have lots of talent and they have a lot of veteran guys defensively, a lot of big names, and I think they're going to be excellent on both sides of the ball and win lots of games this season. So we'll all agree on that one, and we'll move on next to the third team in the NFC West. Uh, the moment Yasser has been waiting for for the last hour, the San Francisco 49ers. Over, under, eight and a half wins. What do you think, Yasser? I would say over. Over eight and a half wins, I would probably go maybe nine or ten the most wins. Um, just because, you know, there's a lot of injuries we're looking at. Uh, you know, they picked up McKinnon, and obviously he's one of the major reasons, you know, they thought they're, you know, you know they lost one of the biggest running back, you know, from a deep threat, uh, running back, halfback, and then, you know, they just picked up. And then you have the Matt Breida, he's also injured with the shoulder injury. Then you have, uh, then they picked up, uh, what's his name? Richard uh, Sherman? No, no, they, the running back, what's his name? Uh, just running blank right now. Alfred Morris. Uh, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. I mean, I think he did pretty well in the preseason, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know it's just preseason, and it looks like it's just, you know, they it's just preseason, it doesn't really matter. I think Alfred Moore did pretty well um, for his uh, for his running back, and then the offensive line, Mike McGlinchey, and, and then they got Joe Staley. You know, so I think, and then they picked up the the center from the Giants. They picked him up. So I think they're gonna do pretty well, man. I think the offensive line is pretty well set. 
uh, you know, and then they got Pierre Garçon back. They got uh, they got uh, Dante Pettis. You know that one run he made. You know, with uh, I think it was the first or second second preseason game where he got that over what, like 50 yard receiving catch. I think they got they got the offensively they're well set. Defensively, I think they're gonna do they're gonna do pretty well too. Uh, you know, they're they're still figure out how to get the pass rush going on and uh, how to get the quarterback to sack him. But I think uh, they'll probably hit around 10, 10 okay. games. Uh, probably go 10 and 6 or so. Okay, fair enough. Uh, 10 wins, I think that's kind of a very bold prediction. But all that you mentioned, I mean, that was a lot to take in, Yasser. But you did not mention Jimmy Garoppolo once, I think, in that in that whole uh, discussion you just had, all the points you just made. But... And then defense, when you look at the offensive line, I think Jimmy Wall Garoppolo is going to be pretty well protected. I think he's going to do pretty well. Okay, well, we had some issues with Garoppolo in the summer. Obviously, he went on a date with uh, porn star Kiara Mia in Beverly Hills. So I just wanted to know, what was your take on Jimmy Garoppolo dating a porn star in the offseason? That, that's his personal life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that has nothing to do with football, and that's what I think. Um, whatever happens in his life, stays in his life. I mean, so as long as he's, you know, not getting involved with politics and not getting involved, not getting politics involved or his personal life with NFL, I think he'll do well in his football. Okay. I think he'll do well. Okay, you you don't think that at all sets kind of an example for his teammates and kind of and kind of puts him in a bad light as the leader of the team, being the quarterback and kind of being a young quarterback. Uh, he's never played a full season yet in his career. But do you think that affects him in any way this season? No, I don't think so. I mean, as long as the offensive line is protecting him and he knows uh, he's getting his receivers to catch the ball, that's all. Because I know preseason, the receivers, even the wide receivers, they were dropping some catches, some easy catches. No. So right now, it's, it's, I think the main thing is as long as the offensive line is uh, protecting him and we have... Uh, you know, the receivers catching the ball and making them making those points, making their runs, I think he'll do well. Okay. Rebound, a uh, few questions for you in regards to the Niners. Uh, obviously, we mentioned with, with Garoppolo. Who's kind of his favorite target uh, on the offensive side? Is it Marquise Goodwin, George Kittle? Who, who's kind of going to be his go-to target? What do you think? I think in the red zone, it's George Kittle, but in general, I think it's Goodwin and to go to. And then uh, I think – go ahead, Yasser. I might be saying, but George Kittle is injured, so I don't know how long it's going to take for him to play. You know, I don't think he's uh, still cleared it. That's why he didn't play like the – he didn't play the preseason at all. I think he's going to be playing week one. I, didn't, I think they didn't play him in the preseason because they wanted to be ready for week one. Well, let's hope so, man. I hope he plays. You know, I mean, he's a great uh, tight end. Last year he got like almost over 500 yards. Okay, and rebound for them defensively. Obviously, they look really shaky the last couple seasons. Uh, they've drafted, I think, like three defensive linemen in like three of the last four seasons or something. With Arik Armstead, Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner. Obviously, Reuben Foster got reinstated. Uh, no charges against him. Uh, they signed Richard Sherman. They still have Jimmy Ward. What do you see for this team defensively, and do you think they can improve and kind of make a big jump in the 2018 season? 
I don't see them making a big jump, but they're in the right direction. Okay, and what do you see? Uh, are you going over, under, eight and a half? So before I give my over, under, everyone's just like on the Jimmy Garoppolo train. I understand he won five games and all. Right, he went five and all. But here, l- let me give the five games that he won. He beat the Bears by one. He beat the Deshaun Watson-led Texans by 10. He beat the Titans by 2. He beat the Jaguars by 11, I'll give him that. And he beat the, the, the second-string Rams by 21, who are resting all their starters. So all, none of these wins, the only one out of five wins is impressive. So I'm going under here. This team is going to win seven wins. Uh, unfortunately, they lost Carlos Hyde and signed Jared McKinnon, unfortunately... Kinnan went out for the season today in practice. He tore his ACL. I just don't see it in this team. I see seven and nine. Okay, and then in regards to Garoppolo, obviously, like I mentioned, he hasn't played a full season yet. So, are teams going to be more ready for him opposing defenses for a full season? And how do you kind of see his stats looking for a full season of starts? Hopefully, sixteen games. What do you think? I don't know what his stats will be, but he'll he'll, he'll be good. I, I don't know how good. I don't know. It's just everyone's just overhyping him. I'm a fan of him, but uh, hey, let's pump the brakes. We just 49ers just dropped the hammer on him. Everyone's saying he's going to be great. I, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. And then, uh, like you just mentioned, McKinnon out for the year with a torn ACL. So who's going to get the majority of the carries between Alfred Morris and Matt Breida? What do you think? I play fantasy, so like I said earlier, and. Uh, everyone's picking up both, but on the Roto-Wire, I read that Alfred Morris will be the lead back and Matt Brietta will have the quote-unquote Tevin Coleman role. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Matt Brietta, man, right now he has a shoulder injury, you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 I read that about that too, that Alfred Morris is going to be the main guy right now. That's why I, I focus on him mainly because uh, I figured, you know, you did pretty well in preseason. I think he'll do pretty well uh, in the regular season as well. Okay. I mean, let's hope the offensive line can give him some uh, running lanes because, I mean, he hasn't really been relevant in this league for four or five seasons, Alfred Morris. So that's really kind of a, a tough pill to swallow for the Niners if they're depending on Alfred Morris as the main source of their running game. But... I mean, you got to look at this way too, but, you know, that uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, and, and uh, Alfred Morris, Morris, they worked together before. But he's kind of he's kind of familiar with his offense and how he works. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, I'm just I I, I need to see Garoppolo for a full season. That's kind of my hesitation here. I don't know how he's going to perform in kind of a full season where he's the guy. All the pressure is on him. All the criticism is coming towards him. Kind of like he already had in the off season with the whole uh, porn star uh, dating the porn star issue. The backlash that he had from that so i want to kind of see how he reacts to all this i want to see him in a full season but i just think defensively for this team i don't see much of it much of an improvement i think they're still going to struggle i mean they don't these defensive ends that they drafted high all in the top 10 buckner Arik armstead and solomon thomas they have None of them have yet to materialize in their in the last three or four seasons, so I don't know when they're going to be able to do that. So and kind of get back to the first couple seasons under Harbaugh, where they were one of the better front fours, better front sevens in the entire league, 
So until they do that, I think they're really going to struggle to kind of make a playoff run. And because of that, I think their offense is going to be good. I think Garoppolo is definitely going to go for lead them to more touchdown drives as opposed to field field goal drives like they were doing with Beathard and then Kaepernick late in his career, 49ers career. So I think there'll be more touchdown drives for sure. Better offensively, obviously, with Kyle Shanahan now in his second season. But I still think they're going to go under 8.5. I think that's really too high for them. I think 7 wins for this team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go 6-10 and 10 like they did last season as well. So with that, we'll move on to the last team in the NFC West and the last team overall in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks. Over under eight wins. What do you think, rebound? On this one, I'm definitely going to go under for several reasons. Their defense has just fallen apart. Michael Bennett was traded, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Richard Sherman's gone, as we say, to the 49ers. Cliff Averill retired. Earl Thomas is holding out. It's just a complete mess. On the offense, Jimmy Graham left. Paul Richardson left. It's just it's, They're just a whole mess right now. I don't see it in them. I'm going 7-9. and nine. Okay. What do you kind of see for them offensively, and does Russell Wilson have a legitimate shot this season to be an MVP candidate? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, Russell Wilson definitely has a shot to be an MVP candidate if he can take this team to the playoffs. They do, they do still have Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, and they also signed probably washed-up veteran wide receiver Brandon Marshall, who possibly could be waived in the next couple of days. But they still have that, and they drafted running back Rashard Penny, and, Chris, and they still have Chris Carson. So uh, they have it on the offensive side of the ball now. Russell Wilson's definitely a great quarterback, and I see it in him, but I don't know if they're Legion of Boom now or they're Legion of Doom. So I think that's what they're known for, for the defensive side of the ball. But I don't see it on the defense side of the ball anymore. Okay, and then... We've seen that the offensive line has always become been their issue the last like four seasons or so. Russell Wilson is running for his life. Uh, does the signing of his uh, college teammate uh, and former NFL teammate J.R. Sweezy, does that kind of improve and kind of help their offensive line to the point where they buy Russell Wilson some more time to stay in the pocket and find his receivers? Yeah, at this point, anyone who they're signing is going to help them out because they're literally having someone who is working at fucking Target or something who has the offensive line come be their offensive line. Russell Wilson is running for his life. He needs some help. And I think that was, that's like Pete doesn't put that as high as he needs to, and I think that will help them out. Okay, and then defensively, you mentioned all the guys they lost. Obviously, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, Cliff Averill, Earl Thomas might be on the way out. Obviously, the only really other guy that's still there, Cam Chancellor and then Bobby Wagner, uh, is that enough for them to kind of uh, remain afloat defensively, or do they drop down into the bottom 10 type teams defensively? I don't think they drop down to the bottom 10 teams, but I think they definitely drop drastically from where they were. And, you know, when everyone's calling them Legion of Boom and all this stuff, and I just don't see it in them anymore. Okay, fair enough. And then... uh. Yasser, what do you see for the Seahawks? Over, under, eight wins. What do you think? 
Uh, I would say under eight wins. Uh, probably say seven and nine. Uh, you know, I think Russell Wilson's got the great legs he can run with. Um, he can throw. And then they got the Rashad Penny. He got, he's a pretty good running back. Um, and then defensively, I think the only, the only thing they have is Shakir Griffin, right? I think they picked him up. I think he's going to be playing pretty well as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, I don't think they're going to do so well. I think they're also in the same, like, Cardinals uh, thing, but they're still, like, uh, building. They're going to be reforming their team. Uh, but I, I, I doubt they're going to win. I mean, you know, in the beginning, they always play horrible, and then after that, you know, out of nowhere, they start winning games. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a 50-50 chance for them. Okay, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's, it'll be interesting to see. But rebound, I mean, do you th- how many seasons do you think – Pete Carroll has left as the head coach. I mean, because kind of has, as Colin Coward has mentioned, uh, young guys, offensive-minded guys are coming in and kind of seems like pushing him out of the division. So do you think he stays that much longer as the head coach? What do you think? I would say one year, two years max. He's on the hot seat. <laughs> I think Pete, Pete might just resign and call it, go somewhere else or call it quits and hang it up. Two seasons max. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you guys here on the over-under. I think they're going to win eight games. I think they're going to push at eight eight wins. Obviously, they lost a plethora of guys defensively, but I think they they can kind of still hold their own a little defensively. Obviously, Shaquem Griffin. Hopefully, Earl Thomas can stay. I think he's still obviously one of the better safeties. Bobby Wagner is still really good. And then Cam Chancer can still show some signs here and there. And then offensively, Russell Wilson is emerging and kind of moving his way up to one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I haven't really been high on him much in his first five, six seasons or so. I, I always kind of called him a game manager, in my opinion. But uh, he's kind of uh, ended that kind of uh, reputation that he's had and kind of emerged as more of a pocket passer. And I think he definitely needs to do that moving forward in his career because uh, he can't really continue to take those hits as as he ages. I think that's not definitely not going to be good for his body and kind of the long-term success for him. But hopefully they can find enough running game, obviously, with Carson and Rashad Penny. And then they have uh, good receivers as well, I mean, with Doug Baldwin. So I think enough weapons for Russell Wilson to get to. So I'm going to take push with eight wins. But with that being said... Uh, Rebound and Yasser, do you guys have any more kind of issues to kind of uh, about the NFC to discuss? Anything else you guys want to add? No, there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, you know, share pretty much whatever I knew, like whatever I can give my opinion about. Okay, already fair enough. Uh, I think a rebound actually uh, got accidentally cut off on the off the line, so that'll wrap it up for the 2018 NFC over unders uh, on the Z Ball podcast. Uh, wanted to thank Rebound for coming on, and Yasser, thank you so much for coming on, making your first appearance. I really appreciate it, and it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, next time we'll talk about the NFC or the AFC division, and then see how that goes. Okay, definitely look forward to it. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, 
take a listen to both AFC Over-Unders and the NFC Over-Unders podcast. And hope you guys enjoy the entire 2018 NFL season, less than five days away, as I mentioned. And thank you guys so much.